everyone, and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Terman. I am your moderator. Pump those arms, Bill, and get ready to clap for a Sposo de la Pastora, Dan Don't look at the red lining. I'm sure it'll be fine. Associate Pastor and Co-Presidente, Scott Reed. Yeah, that's not my title. I'm just saying you're the associate. You did again. And Worship Director, Muffin Calvin. Yeah. I thought you were going to do what you did last week. And I was like, oh, he's just going to skip me and go to Bill. But then he said Co-Presidente. It's all over. Bill. Dan, do you have something to add? No, I think Scott's the president now. Oh, that's right. Not yeah. until tomorrow. <laughs> no. Uh, Bill, <laughs> will you? Well, what's funny is you made Scott and Renata your two co-presidents. Yeah. No, and, Scott's the sole president. And you're taking them, one of them away. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all part of my plan. <laughs> Bill. He's consolidating his power. <laughs> that's fair enough. You were the runner-up. Sorry, Bill. Bill, will you pray for us? <laughs> all right. Dear Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the joy of being together and for our good friend Dan. We pray that he's honored in this hour and we pray that you're especially honored and glorified. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, Scott, you said you were struck by a great idea. You said an angel came down and instructed you how to do Would You Rathers today. I wrote it down on gold tablets (laughs) that only I can read. We got to have a Mormon reference every podcast. (laughs) All right. So here's what we're going to do. So obviously today is, is Dan day. Dan Marcel. No wonder you didn't send me the the notes. Let's explain, let's explain what's happening uh, to the listeners who, who don't know. True. Um, For those of you in what Ireland, Ireland, uh, whoever keeps listening so faithfully in Sudan, uh, <laughs> every week, it's like, you're, are you a bot? Are you not a bot? If you're listening in Sudan, will you please write in a podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org and let us know your name? Um, Bill, will you explain what, what's happening, uh, tomorrow? Dan Marcello and his family are moving to the Carolinas. To the Carolinas. Yeah. Um, I guess I should, I could have had you explain that. That's okay. That's, That's fine. Dan, what Bill you, did a great job. Dan, what do you have to add? <laughs> Not much. I'm going to miss all of you. We're going to miss you too. Um, Scott, what were you saying? <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I was thinking, well, Dan should answer all the would you rather so we can get as much information out of him before he goes as possible. But then I was like, okay, well that's, you know. We did that kind of thing with Josh. Yeah. So then what I decided is here's what we're going to do. It's actually going to be a competition between you, Max, and you, Bill. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Dan the question. And yeah. Dan's, so there's always two options. He's going to put up a one or a two under the table, and you guys are going to put up a one or two based on what you think he's going to Ooh. answer. And then at the same time, you're all going to show your hand, and whoever Ooh. matches like with Dan clever. gets a point. And I like that. There's it's no prizes, cool. and I'm not keeping score. So it's just like, would you, uh, not would you rather. <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's just like, whose line is it anyway? Perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's how we're going to do it. Okay. okay. I won't tell any questions. No. Thank I'm, you. I'm not saying anything. The big uh, okay. <laughs> we have to wait for the big reveal time. All right. Um, so, Dan, okay. would you rather run, no walking, a half marathon in wooden shoes Ooh. or bicycle 200 miles with no seat, just the post sticking up? <laughs> That's what it says. Was it run or walk? Run, no walking. No walking. Does it say half no walking? marathon? It's just no just, walking. Yeah. We'll just did a half marathon. I'm ready. I'm ready. I know what I'm doing. I'm ready. Dan? Yeah, I'm ready. 
All right, reveal your hand. Oh, oh. I went against my instincts. <laughs> I said Man, one. I don't know. They both sounded really unpleasant. But so Dan chose, chose running. Yes. And Max got a point. Aha. True. It's hard. The, the listeners can't see. What the That's <laughs> a very good. We didn't think about that. Oh, well. This is a video um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Would you, as a woman, rather have perpetually messy hair or have to spend three hours every day doing your hair? Wow. Whoa. That's a long time. It sounds like you have messy hair either way. It's just one of them you fix it and one of them you don't. I guess this is assuming that women care more if they have messy hair. That's a, well, maybe it's assuming that society will judge them more for having messier hair. Whichever it is. Whichever. Maybe messy hair will come into fashion. So, Dan, you don't have to be a woman in this scenario. You just have to care a lot about but the state of your hair. I want to be a woman in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan, do you have your answer? I do. All I right. haven't been thinking about it at all, but I'm ready. Show your hands. One. Hey. Everyone said one. All right. That we makes sense. We were in sync. Yes, we are. That makes sense because Dan, as a man, does not care if he is provincially <laughs> messy. <laughs> Only women, according to Would You Rather. Um, all right, Dan. Would you rather have the power to temporarily rewind to better times? Mm. Wow. Or fast forward through painful ones? Man. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Oh, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Well, hey, let's change it just slightly. When you bring up your hand, Dan, say the one that you chose. Okay. Okay. All right. Do so we the, say the ones that we chose? Uh, no, I'll just tell them whether or not you got a point. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, Dan. I chose number one. All That's right. Funny. Yeah. Nice, which was temporarily rewinding to better times. Yeah. Mm. All right, Dan. <laughs> Wait, why? I feel like in the painful times, God just has so much to teach us. Mm. Then. Mm. Feels like it would be a bit of a cop-out to be like, oh, I'm just going to fast-forward. Like the movie Click with Adam Sandler. It's going to fast-forward through my whole life. Hmm. Although I guess something mm. worth pointing out is that if you fast-forward a movie, all those things still happen. They just happen fast. So maybe you still learn everything. You just maybe. get through it more quickly. That's true. I went with one because Dan's such a big fan of history. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. You can just keep studying his past. I can to yeah. make the perfect future. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a movie tagline. <laughs> Dan, would you rather be forced to drink all liquids like a dog, lapping oh. them up with your tongue, or eat all your food without using any type of utensils? I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, man, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, maybe if he's thinking I'm ready. Of, oh. All right, go for it. Number one. Oh, oh we lap like wrong. a dog. Like a dog. Like a dog. I drink a lot of water. I just drink coffee. So. I'm safe. <laughs> is that, safe. Is that really going to save you? Thank you. I was thinking about tacos. I should have been thinking oh, about spaghetti. True. That's true. Okay. I, was thinking, I was thinking all the stuff you can't eat with your hands. Uh, like scalding soup or something. Sure. Uh, you could just you gotta lap the soup. You just can't use utensils. But it's all liquid, so you got to drink that coffee like a dog. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait for it to cool down. <laughs> All right, Dan. And the bonus question. <laughs> you got this. This is so mean. It's, it's not mean to Dan. It's just like a just a funny mean question. Would you rather be the ugliest person in the world or the dumbest person in the world? <laughs> I think we've done this one before. I think, I, we may have. I think we've we done. I have. think we've done. Your spouse is the ugliest. Oh, oh, true, true. But you live in the city. I bet you, you love them. <laughs> <laughs> you ever live in the city with someone you love, or on a desert island with someone you hate? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, Dan, show All me. All right, I go for number one. No, the ugliest, ugliest person, person in the world. world. Of course. Being the dumbest person in the world would be a hard oh, life. It really would be. 
especially It'd probably be like a vegetable. Well, you probably just keep getting dumber as dumber people are born. Well, <laughs> be the ugliest person if you're going to be really mask. technical about it, you're, you're talking about profound mental retardation. Right. That's true. true. But if you're the ugliest person in the world, you just put on a mask because it's socially acceptable these days. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. True. Dan, will you give me a number between oh, one well, and a thousand? What have we not done? A lot of them, but it's hard to keep track. <laughs> We've only done 718. Like 718. Oh, we did that a week ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comes to us from 1001 Things You Always Want to Know About the Bible But Never Thought to Ask by who, Dan? J. Stephen Lang. J. Stephen Lang. Joseph Stephen Lang. Presumably. Uh, you said 718? 718. 718 comes from the section of other ideas. Hmm, naturally. 718, anointing. Christ and Messiah both mean the anointed one. Using the thumb or a finger, a person daubs an oil, usually olive oil, to mark a person or object as being special in some way. A sacred anointing meant the person or thing was being dedicated to God. The Old Testament records... Uh, I'm sorry, the Old Testament records many things being anointed, stones, the tabernacle, prophets, priests, and kings. In the time, uh, the marking with oil came to symbolize the Holy Spirit. It meant that person was set apart and empowered for a particular work in God's service. Samuel anointed King Saul and later David. David several times used the phrase, the Lord's anointed, to refer respectfully to Saul. Mm -hmm. In the New Testament, the anointing with the Spirit is a spiritual reality, not a matter of daubing with oil. Jesus was said to be anointed with the Spirit, a fact that the Gospels mention at his baptism. Jesus' disciples, throughout, uh, through their spiritual union with him, were also said to be anointed with the Spirit. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 1 and 1 John 3, uh, we, anoint, we anoint with oil, right? In this, in this church? Uh, yes. in for Alpha. healing, yeah. For yeah healing. For, why, why do we do that? Because of James, James, James 5. Go on. Read well, it. <laughs> it says, are any among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church, and they will anoint him with oil, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Mm. So that's why we do it. Wow. It builds faith, too, to see, oh, we're following the Word of God as close as we can. Mm. Let's anoint. But yet it's very simple. Anybody could do this. It's not like it's some complicated procedure. Sure. It's part of the Christian Missionary Alliance statement of faith. Okay. So every CMA church should be practicing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we anoint someone with oil, we're, we're not necessarily saying, like, people, we anoint people with oil and they don't get healed sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So... What exactly is the, the statement that we're making, the statement of faith that we're making? Part of it is we are taking this injunction literally, mm -hmm. putting it before God. We can't manipulate God into healing people, but we can obey him. Mm. So that's what we do. And I, honestly, I remember doing this in Omaha with a lady. We prayed over her. We anointed her with oil. It took two minutes. Yeah. And at the end of the time, she just looked at me like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. And she was just so disappointed. Like, well, nothing happened. But then she came to church the next week and she had been healed. Oh, wow. Hmm. I know whenever I pray for someone in that way, I always say like the oil doesn't have any power. 
mm-hmm. not the oil. It's the Lord that can mm-hmm. do the healing mm-hmm. work. Yeah, yeah. It's just what, like Bill said, we're just trying to follow the biblical pattern. Yeah. As the one doing the praying, it brings home the truth that you really can't heal this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you put a drop of oil on her forehead. You put your hand on their shoulder. You prayed. If God doesn't do something, nothing's happening here. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the times that you have seen people healed in your ministries, in your lives? Well, I've been healed myself. I think of two real profound ones. One of them was in Long Grove on a Sunday night. We would have a prayer meeting and Somebody asked to be anointed with oil, and we did. And while we're doing that, the Lord just speaks to me and says, hey, humble yourself. Ask him to pray for you. And so I did. I said, I'm having problems with an allergy. It just keeps getting worse and worse. All I'm doing is sneezing. I'm sneezing up to 150 times a day. And an elder in the church said, you know what? Me too. I'm having an allergy problem. Anoint me too. So we both knelt down, we both were anointed, we were both healed. Now with an allergy, you don't know if you've been healed instantaneously. It could be just having a a few good minutes in an air-conditioned building that's not full of pollen. But then I didn't sneeze anymore the rest of the day, didn't sneeze the next day, didn't sneeze the next day. And then it came to the prayer meeting on a Wednesday morning at 6 or 6.30, and I was sneezing. I said, I need a booster shot. So they prayed for me at the prayer meeting, and that was it. And that happened way back in like 1987. Wow. Okay. And I've been freed from that all these years. You've been freed from allergies all these years? Yes. That's crazy. That's amazing. (laughs) It is. But that was God. There was nothing like, well, they slipped a Claritin in with it. It was nothing (laughs) like that. It was just pray, anoint. Trust God, and and God healed me. Wow. That's amazing. Ben, have you seen healings in... in Well, I'm thinking of an emotional healing I got to be a part of one time where there was a big prayer conference going on, and it was one of the leaders, and they had told us to really be praying and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He wants you to go up and talk to someone in the midst of kind of like this prayer conference. At times, like big corporate prayer. And so the Lord really told me clearly to go up and talk to this one lady and ask her if she was having a problem with her child, like an interpersonal problem. And so I got up my courage to go ask her because that's a, kind of a hard thing to do. Like, did I hear that right? Am I just imagining things? So I went up and did it, and she just was started crying, said, yeah, I do. And daughter and I have been added about this and such an issue, and, and we prayed right there with her, and I could tell she really was healed of that mm. that burden she was carrying of a disagreement they had had, some unforgiveness. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. That was really cool. Mm. Yeah, and, and she was like healed of that? I believe so. One of the things that happened in my sophomore year of college, and I've told this story before, I think, but uh, when Scott and I were on the cabinet of the Glee Club, our secretary talked about a, a lady at the church that he was going to who she was from a different country. I, I don't know where, I think maybe the Philippines, but she was in hospice and she was supposed to pass away at any point in like the next week. And she was asking for prayer and he was, he was specifically asking for prayer 
that her family would have time to be able to make it to Chicago to be able to, you know, from the Philippines in order to, to, to be with her when she died. Um, but they were obviously having a lot of trouble getting into the country for mm. whatever reason. And so, um, so we prayed for that and, and someone, I think it was the guy himself, but it might've been the, the chaplain, um, prayed and just said, God, like, we know you can heal her. Like, will you heal her? And I wasn't a big fan of that. Cause I was like, well, we know she's dying. That's not what we're praying for. We're praying that she can be there with her family when, when she dies. Like, why would you throw a hail Mary in there? Like, why are you <laughs> swinging for the fences when, like, uh, when we're not here to pray for that, we're here to pray that she dies later, <laughs> not, not that she's healed, um, that she'll die more slowly. And so I was kind of taken aback by that. And I, I wasn't like, I was like, I wasn't like, that's a waste of a prayer. But I was like, why would you in- introduce that thought mm. to us? Cause when it doesn't happen, it's going to suck. Um, and then the next week we came back and prayed the same thing and she was still alive. And then the next week she was still alive. And then she died like two years later and Whoa. she didn't die of the cancer that was killing her. Like she mm. left hospice. She was healed, left hospice that's incredible, and died of an unrelated illness like two years later and that to me blew my mind because after maybe a couple months i was like oh like she must have died and he just didn't want to tell us so i asked andrew i was like whatever happened to that lady he's like oh yeah she's back living at home again (laughs) her family never made it but she's fine Wow. <laughs> it's like, what? The thing that I thought we were supposed to be praying for didn't even happen. And the thing that I got mad at that guy for praying for because I thought it was too crazy actually did. Um, wow. It was bananas. And I, I will always remember that because as like, as in the words of a famous book from the 1950s, your God is too small. Oh, yeah. Uh, J.B. Phillips. Uh, my God was too small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my willingness to pray was too small. And I am afraid to pray for things that seem impossible because I don't want to be let down when they don't happen. I think that's mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to balance and figure out how to, uh, you know, how to be more bold in, in praying and believing that God wants, even if God wants to give me that thing, he knows that he shouldn't or it's not what I need or it's not what needs to happen or whatever. Um, But yeah, that was like a really insane experience that happened in college that changed, started really to change the way that I thought about prayer and thought about God and thought about our role in that. Cause up until that point, I think I felt like we were here to like help massage people into being okay with God's will. Like that's the point of prayer is to like get our hearts okay with whatever happens not like, let's mm. petition God, let's ask God mm-hmm. for a, a, a miracle. Um, that was always like crazy to me. Mm. Um, does that make sense? Can you understand like the, where my heart was at? And, sure. And mm-hmm. Bill, you look like you had something else to say. No. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, it's time for Sermon Roundup. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! This week, Pastor David preached... Uh, on the story of Cain and Abel, talking about uh, a little bit about what it means to bring the first fruits of our labor to God rather than the last fruits is, is kind of the way he phrased it, um, which uh, to me kind of connected to the what we've been talking about with with tithing in the, in the past and uh, with giving ourselves. So, so really quickly, I wanted to ask that question of like, what does it mean to bring God the first fruits of something other than, than money, right? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to bring God the first fruits of something other than, um, 
you know, if I'm a farmer, bringing him the, the, the first fruits of, of crops or things like that. I'm thinking of something I preached on, I don't know if it was like a month ago mm-hmm. now. I'm in a bit of a time warp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but doing everything as if it's for the Lord mm-hmm. and making that kind of like, making that promise to God and making that like the crux of our life is I'm doing this as a way to serve the Lord. Mm. Um, I know that's not fully like the answer of first fruits are to us, but I really honor they get that extra bit of intentionality of like, yeah, I'm working my job that I'm, and I'm, yes, I'm serving my boss to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm doing this for, for God. I'm doing it to give him honor and glory, mm. make his name known. I'm doing this as a way to share the, my, working with excellence can somehow transmit the gospel too. Hmm. Um, when you were working at Home Depot, like how could you work as though you were, you know, your work was meant to glorify hmm. God? A lot of it was just looking for opportunities to tell people about Jesus. Hmm. Cause you get questions of like, why are you working? Cause people oftentimes in work, no matter what work, look for like the shortest, the easiest way to do things. Yeah. And especially when you work in people who aren't believers in the Lord, it's like, why would you go the extra mile? Why would you, why would you do that? Why don't you gossip about other people? So it would lead into spiritual conversations. Hmm. Like, why are you so different? Why are you so weird? <laughs> what was your answer to why don't you gossip about other people? I don't, I think I just said, I just don't, I don't know if I ever got directly asked that, but I would just physically walk away from the conversation because hmm. people would just, they would just start it up. And say, I just don't really feel comfortable being a part of this. Hmm. This isn't, like the person's not here to hear us talking about him, so let's not. No. I don't remember. It's been so long, I don't remember if I got actually asked that question directly. <laughs> no. I think it uh, it can probably look really different depending on the like I don't I don't think there's like in, in terms of mechanics, I don't think there's gonna be one answer that's gonna satisfy every situation in every area of your life in which you might bring God the first fruits. Mm-hmm. I think um, to address that really broad question, uh, you know, what Pastor David said, um, I think it was after Daniel got up and, and was able, you know, uh, he was like, to- was it about sheep versus fruits, mm-hmm. like literal fruit mm-hmm. or vegetables? I mean, he was like, no, it was about the heart. Uh, and so I think that that's like the, the answer is how can we, how can we give first fruits and everything? It's, it's kind of, you know, a heart posture of, of surrendering to God and, and, um, and doing things for his glory, like Dan was talking about. So I think that's kind of the broad answer. And then when you start getting to the nitty gritty, um, I guess then it starts, it, it really kind of hits the ground and, uh, and so it's like, okay, well, how can you, you know, the first fruits of, of, your business, Max, how can you give that to God? I was like, okay, well, there's the obvious answer of, of you know, tithing and, and giving literally the fruit of your work to the Lord. And then also, you know, what is your response when, you know, you get a new client? Like, is it just like, okay, cool, another client? Or is it to spend some time, like, really thanking God and, and acknowledging that he brought you this client and he brought you this business? And, hmm. uh, and you know, what what's the fruit of the relationships that you have with these people? And how can you, you know, use that to glorify God or give that to God? And, and maybe that's exactly what Dan was just describing of, you know, sharing your witness with them or, or something like that. If it's a, a relationship with somebody, how can you give the first fruits of that relationship to God? Um, you know, what are you and the other person talking about? How are you spending your time together? How are you, uh, you know, if it's a grandchild, what are you doing as the grandparent or, or whatever to, 
to show God's love to this person and, and uh, to draw them closer to God. And I think there's a lot of different ways it can, it can manifest itself. And it is going to look different if it's a business, if it's a paycheck, if it's a relationship, if it's your time, if it's your hobbies, whatever. Mm. Um, but just kind of looking for those, looking for God's fingerprints um, and acknowledging him and, uh, mm. yeah, and just being intentional about it, I guess. Bill, how can you give the first fruits of your marriage to Nancy, to, uh, to God? Don't give the first fruits of your marriage to Nancy. <laughs> give the first fruits of your marriage with Nancy to God. <laughs> this thing of first fruits, I understand it with the crops because it's an act of faith yeah. and thankfulness all rolled into one. You got a picture of a farmer who's been waiting maybe a whole year running out of grain mm. and now the crop comes in and he's just hanging by a thread and instead of saying i'm going to devour this this is what we're having for dinner tonight it's he's going to run it over to the tabernacle give this green offering to the lord or this vegetable offering it's a real act of faith and it's thankfulness it's all rolled into one it's like man this is so cool so to apply it to other things i'm I'm stumped, so I've I've really enjoyed listening to Scott and Dan <laughs> talk about it because I've been wondering about that and just thinking, what do you do with that? Mm. Mm. I think. Scott, oh, go ahead. Oh, I talked most recently. You go, Dan. Uh, I think you touched on something I was thinking of too. You said time. I think that's mm. a big one of mm. giving God the best of our time. I think that's easy. I know for me personally to forget. I can wake up in the morning and get going on something else, but. A very practical thing for me is just stop, slow down, start my day off with prayer, hmm. start my day off with my devotion instead of running to something else and saying, I'll get to it later. Yeah. But centering, starting my day off right with God. Personally, I know that some people have to wake up at like four in the morning, go to work, it'd be hard to, <laughs> so the, it's not like a prescription for everyone. Like you must do this at a certain time every day. Hmm. Uh, but for me personally, I think I could be more intentional about giving God the first fruits of my time. Hmm. Yeah. And like what time are you at your best? Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, and give that time to God. Like yeah. maybe that's your lunch break. Maybe that's the morning. Maybe that's the evening, depending yeah. on your wiring. But like, you know, for some people going to their Bible in the evening, they're tired, they're mm -hmm. worn out. They're, you know, they're not really focused, but for others going to the Bible in the evening, they're energized, they're ready to go. They, that's the best part of their day and they want to yeah. give it to God. And so it, it can definitely look different. Mm. I think for your marriage, <sighs> One thing I was thinking as Bill was talking about the farmer is this idea of, of trusting God with what he's given you and trusting he's going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is not like, a, again, it's not a prescription. It's just sort of an example, a possible example. But if your spouse or perhaps you and your spouse are really feeling like he or she is called by God to do something that might be taxing to your relationship. Mm. It might provide an obstacle being faithful and saying, you know, our relationship is from God. If this is what, if this is what he wants us to do, he's going to be faithful and take care of us in this. Mm. So that could be like one way. Uh, again, that's, uh, and you'll probably find it won't actually be that taxing to your relationship because <laughs> you're doing what God wants you to do. But, um, but that's like something that could happen a handful of times in your life uh, where you're like, I don't know how we're going to make the space for this in our schedule hmm. for you to, you know, to be away from the kids during this time when I have to be at work or whatever, but we really feel like God's calling us to do it. I think that that's a, that's a way to, to give the first fruits to God. Again, 
it's just one possible way that you may never experience. But that kind of attitude of like, this is from God mm. and what he wants us to do, we're going to do it. Yeah. Even if it might be hard and we don't understand it. Mm. Dan, any last thoughts on marriage? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I Let's, like that though. I like what Scott said. Absolutely. Um, any, other, any final thoughts? Find myself in that, that situation of, okay, following the Lord, don't understand what he's talking about. Hmm. I'm sure I'll understand eventually. Yeah. Hard to trust God sometimes, but doing it together as a team, married, like husband and wife team, it's a good thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think in some instances, um, like for Dan and Amber's situation, you know, they don't know exactly what they're going into. Uh, and Dan, I don't want to speak for you, but I can imagine it's hard for you to do it to yourself and it's hard for you to feel like you're doing it to Amber, mm -hmm. but trusting that God's going to take yeah. care of her. Yeah. He's going to provide for her just like he's going to provide for you. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to fast forward through the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> Rather rewind to the good times. <laughs> Final thoughts before we move on. Let's get into topic of the week. Topic of the week this week is brought to you by Boundaries with Kids. Yes, you can say no to your child and still be a loving parent. <laughs> Discover how boundaries make parenting better. What? Oh, well, I've started by laughing at just... Just like out of context. Yeah, boundaries with kids. It's, it's brought to you by boundaries with kids. I think that's really funny sounding. Uh, but then the, the next thing you said was also funny. This made me chuckle. Boundaries with kids paid good money for us to read this. <laughs> boundaries with kids is what's keeping the mics on. Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend provide the help and guidance you need for raising your kids to take responsibility for their actions, their attitudes, and their emotions. That will help hmm. lead them. Help them lead balanced, productive, and fulfilling adult lives. Join the families group in the Common Grounds starting Sunday, October 3rd for this eight-week series taught by great guest teachers. Boundaries with Kids, Sunday mornings at 9 in the Common Grounds. Visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash adult ed to learn more. On this side of the Common Grounds room that we're in right now, too. Ooh. Side with the screen. Which side is that? The side with the screen. Side with the screen. The, the west side. The west side. West side. The west side of the common grounds. The west side is the best side. Uh, for topic of the week this week, that <laughs> is Dan's last day in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, well, but we... I guess I hadn't put the two and two together. Thank you for being yeah, here. You're welcome. Thank you for spending like this Bill day Toby, with us. Like Bill Toby, go out in a blaze of glory and be on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's why I'm here. We are nothing <laughs> if not a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to let Dan leave without a big to-do. We've got Dan-related questions, stories, and the like. But to kick us off, of course, we've got to start with a little bit of Dan-related trivia. Oh, uh, you can get your pens. And... I can't play, right? Oh, you are playing. Oh. <laughs> I you not, better play. I have not, I've not had access to these questions. <laughs> of course you've had My access thing, to them. This looks like a letterhead. <laughs> These questions were submitted by La Pastora herself. Oh, so if wife. Dan gets them wrong, we're all in trouble. <laughs> know, right? uh, let's get started. Um, uh, this will be, it's, it's short. We won't be keeping too much track of points. Uh, but to start off, what was, uh, what's Dan's favorite book of the Bible? This came up in, mm. uh, 
in episode 34, I think it was. How do you remember that? Marriage episode. I'm impressed that it was that far in and that it was that long ago. I remember exactly. (laughs) What episode is today? Today is 78. All right. Episode 78. We'll, of course, have to bring you back. That was almost. Not exactly, but almost at the exact halfway point. Almost halfway to now. You get to episode 100. We'll do something on Zoom. I would do it. I'm, I'm, we'll all drive to you. Oh, perfect. (laughs) I'll be waiting. We'll get burgers. And we'll get burgers. (laughs) Podcast episode 100 on the road. Uh, Bill, what was Dan's favorite book of the Bible? Song of Solomon. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. No, uh, Scott. James. And Dan. James. It was, of course, Song of Solomon. (laughs) Threw me off that marriage part. (laughs) All right. I was going to pick Ephesians as my second choice. Uh, that's That's correct. So I guess I'll give Amber a point. Cause she way to go, Amber. She, you, <laughs> she knew that I was gonna guess. She that. got it right. <laughs> um, Good job, Amber. What was Dan's dream job, mm. other than, of course, working at Bloomingdale Church? Uh, if he was in a non-ministerial position, I guess I'll say. Oh, in a non-child or non- yeah, I was say, how far back does this go? I think this is. I don't know. How could I know that? <laughs> All right. I didn't come up with these questions. <laughs> I'm trying to research. like, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what was Dan's dream job? I thought about putting it down a joke answer, but now I'm going to try and come up with a real answer. I'll say this. I knew this from my time uh, knocking on doors with Dan Marcella. Mm. We, uh, Door-to-door salesman. For those for listeners who don't know, we have a couple listeners, a handful of listeners who don't actually go to Bloomingdale Church, including our friend in Sedan. So it's worth... We don't know that they don't go here. It's worth... That's true. They probably just they go commute. Through, through Facebook. Sure <laughs> they commute. They could. Um, we had, and I think still do, a, a ministry of the staff going out and visiting people and praying for them at their homes. Yeah, that's still happening. That's still going? Yeah. Great. I'm not on staff anymore, so I don't know. Um, but uh, Dan and I, Dan graciously allowed me to buddy up with no, him so that we would go visit people together. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. That was one of the biggest ways I got to know it. Every day, I'd pick a new weird music to be playing when I picked him up. And he was almost always like, ooh, I like this beat. <laughs> um, and we'd go places and just chat. And it was like two hours sometimes, three, or three. hours. And it was a really good time. One day it was three. Uh, so that's how I found out about this little fact. Okay. Uh, uh, Scott? This is a total guess. I don't know if this would be his dream job, but I could. if Dan was in a ministry, I could say him being a teacher. And if I had to get more specific, I would say a history teacher. Uh, Bill? Crap. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not true. Bill. This is a guest scoreboard operator at Yankee State. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Dan? An astronaut. And, no, I'm sorry. And or a journalist. <laughs> That's not your dream job. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, it was. I didn't know how... I'll give you points uh, for that, uh, and I'll give Amber a point for uh, pilot. Oh, pilot! Yeah. That was that would have been my answer. I, I think I should get a point for Dan saying, "Oh, I should have put that." I I think that's true. <laughs> I think that's a good point. If anything, the only yeah, point I'm, I'm keeping is Amber's. So I don't know if a pilot was technically a job. I wasn't thinking of it as a job, more like a hobby. But oh, I don't know. You could still do that. You could. Uh, this one's it costs a two hundred thousand dollars to get a pilot's license. Does it Whoa. really? Yeah. You could steal a because point of for training. That. Training. Oh. Uh, the, that's crazy. It's really expensive. Yeah. Really? Insane. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. Wow. You, you could be a truck driver and just put some wings on it. <laughs> so I've, heard, I've heard getting your CDL is now way harder, too. Like I don't know if it started yet, but it will be soon. Was that you who was telling me that? 
I might have been the one that told you that. We do talk about truck driving quite a bit. What state was Dan born and raised in, and where did Renata think that Dan was from? <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I'll give you a hint. These two are not the same answer. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> not by a long shot. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Bill. All right. I believe he was born and raised in New York. Okay. Renata, I'm just guessing, thought he was from Canada. Scott. I said he was born and raised in New York, and Renata thought he was Texas. And my reasoning was just it was the only state she knew about because it was so close to Mexico. Yeah, or California. Dan? I was born and raised in New York. Hey. Personal experience. Uh, And... Way to go, Amber. I, I, I was from Africa. From Africa? <laughs> from Africa. <laughs> why? I don't know why. It was like, <laughs> in the state your dad's from, you remember that one? Oh, yeah. He's from Africa. I'm, the great state the great of Africa. State of, yeah, the best state I in the know. union, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Uh, there was no great reason. It just popped into her head and she said Africa. Nice. Mm. Um, I've got some fun facts here. Before we get into our last question, I got some fun facts. One, uh, Dan reads the dictionary for fun. Uh, these, of course, again come from from Amber Marcella. Is that true, Dan? I haven't done it for a while. It was mostly <laughs> when I was learning Spanish. Yeah, true. Maybe I'll take it up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Dan was a kid, he prayed not to have fish for dinner. Uh, that his dad was making, and somehow God answered because there was an explosion in the oven, and they went out to eat instead. <laughs> yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> Is that, that was you? That was wonderful. You knew you were called the ministry. I don't know. <laughs> Did you annoy? There was also the fish? a big tree in our backyard that would always block the baseballs when we were like hitting. So I prayed it would come down, and it was struck by lightning. <laughs> oh my word! Dan, you have destructive prayer. I, I was going to so. say you got like when Jesus curses the fig tree. <laughs> Please don't ever pray against anything in my life. I won't. Uh, his favorite food always changes. Is that true? Pretty much. What does always changes mean? I think it's like every millisecond. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a product of a randomization algorithm. <laughs> I do kind of change. What's your favorite food right now? Hmm. Chicken tenders with ranch sauce. Wow. So, what was your favorite food two years ago? Hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Probably a certain kind of tacos. <laughs> He's calculating, right? Probably a certain kind of tacos. Steak and, uh, steak and like a certain kind of sausage taco. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Dan used to never cook ramen noodles, but would eat the uncooked crunchy noodles with warm water poured over them. True. <laughs> was this in college? Was I don't know. Like I was a couple just, it was, years was it like a lack of understanding no, or was it, was it a it was personal just, preference? Why personal aren't they cooking? being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Wait, did, does that mean that you just like put like boiling water and like like you had the... No, it was like lukewarm water. I was thinking. Yeah, it's just warm water. Uh, I don't do that anymore. Uh, My palate has been refined. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now you got chicken tenders with ranch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Dan eats things off the floor to impress his daughter. True. Does it work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she thinks I'm a wizard. <laughs> she does. Um, and Dan knows most of the state capitals. Mm-hmm. I Let's heard you quiz test. yourself on them regularly. Well, I've been, since Renata's homeschooled, come home from the office mm. and things, quiz her on the different state capitals. So I've been refreshing myself. What's the capital uh, of Montana? Helena or Helena or Helena. Wow. <laughs> you know the different pronunciations of all of the state capitals. I, I learned Washington's Helena. the other day. I didn't know. I thought oh, it was, yeah? I what was is like it? Seattle. She's like, no, it's Olympia. Yes, it is. Do you know what the capital of Portland is? I mean, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Salem. It's Salem, yeah. 
<laughs> Bill, you want to ask him a question about the state capital? How about South Dakota? Pierre. Right. Wow. Scott. Don't say I don't even know what the states are. Do you know? <laughs> Africa. <laughs> What's the capital of Africa? <laughs> Cape Town. Walk into that one. Uh, why? Last question of our quiz. Why doesn't Dan like musicals? Oh. Hmm. I'm interested to see if Dan gets this one. I think my answer is correct, but it's probably not what Amber put. The answer from Amber is strongly worded. <laughs> Bill. I put the dancing. He doesn't like the dancing. Doesn't like the dancing. Scott. I just put cats. <laughs> Dan? Too unrealistic. No one goes around singing all day. That's exa- she said, He says it's unrealistic to break into song, even though he does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family thing. It says when you get happy... You break I into song, like break into song. And that's, she says that's exactly what happens in musicals, but you don't think that's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Double standard. <laughs> Hypocrisy. Because um, <laughs> well, no one ever sings with Dan. No one ever sings with I think Dan, Dan won that one, but if I had to no, give it to someone other than Dan, I'd say it went to Amber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to someone else. I had to go to someone other than Dan. Um, also, Scott did very well. Dan, uh, Bill, you did very well as well. Um, I know you guys have come with some some Dan stories, some Dan oh, no. questions. Um, questions. <laughs> uh, Bill, what is one of your favorite Dan stories? Well, I don't know if this is a favorite, but I, I still <laughs> remember this. <laughs> Many Medium. years ago, oh. our church had four interns in one summer. And they were guys from the church, like Chris Steinke, yeah. Brent Steinke, Chris Flamini. Chris Flamini, Alberto La Rosa. And we had a day where we all had to go out. It was 90 degrees, and we were putting bags with a food pantry request stapled to the bag in like the ritziest section of Bloomingdale. Was that in Bloomfield over there? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's 90 degrees barest minimum, and the sun is just blazing. <laughs> so as we're walking along, I look up and I see Dan, and he's down to just his white T-shirt, and it's soaked through. <laughs> he, he looks like he's just escaped New York City <laughs> from 1957. <laughs> So, and, you know, of course, the other guys were all sweating. You yeah. know, but Dan's the only one with a white T-shirt, no, no lettering on it, yeah. just the white one. as basic as it could be. And he's sweating through, and <laughs> he's out of breath. Oh, golly. And I just re- had that image. It was just so <laughs> funny to see him. I'm pretty sure that day Bill and Paul at work has gave us water. Yeah. from Because we Thank dropped it off at their house, and they were like, would you guys like water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other thing that happened was these old men came up to them and said, you've already come to our area. Go away. And, and the truth is, no, nobody's been in your area. They were just anti-food drives. What? They, they just didn't want anybody putting that stuff on their doors, so they... They told that lie, and and the guys believed them and stayed away from it. And then I came along and said, "That's not true. We got to get in there and get those doors." <laughs> so, so, so we probably did it. We did, <laughs> but this is the result. That section was the worst by far at contributing to the food pantry. 
Mm. Yeah, the yeah. food drive. They were just not given anything. It was a waste of time to go in there. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So in subsequent years, we just left that neighborhood out. Huh. Not every year, but if it was like, we don't have enough time to get around to them. They're not giving anything anyway. Just don't bother with them. Well, they tried to warn you. Yeah. <laughs> don't come in here. <laughs> yeah. Scott, you want to share a, a Dan story? Yeah. Uh, mine's not as funny as Bill's. Uh, <laughs> is it less sweaty? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. I think so. About 25%. Just a cool about 25% less sweat. <laughs> um, so... This must have been about two years ago at this point. Um, Dan and I, we used to, before COVID, we had we got together like every Thursday. Yeah. We just chatted for like an hour, which was cool. Um, and so at that point, so back in like 2018-ish, near the end of it, I was like starting to think about ordination, but I was kind of putting it off and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do it. And then, like, early 2019 happened, and, like, we were in full-blown wedding prep mode, mm. and I was like, I'll deal with this later. So after the wedding and the honeymoon and kind of settling in, now it's the fall of 2019. I'm talking to Dan. I'm like, I don't really know about ordination. Um, like, I kind of like, I kind of want to do it. I kind of feel like I should do it, but I don't really know. And now they're moving the district office to Indiana, and that's just going to be a real pain in the neck. <laughs> I think I actually said that. Three hours is a lot I more think that's challenging actually, than two-minute walking. I think that's actually how it came up, is we were talking about the district office oh, moving. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and, and not, no, because of, not because of ordination, but just because it was moving, and that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then that like kind of segued into it. And then I remember Dan, during that conversation, basically was just, I don't really know why he said this in the context of what I was saying, other than just, to be nice, I guess. I don't know. I can't remember how this like related to me being like, I don't know about it. But then Dan offered to be my ordination mentor. And I was like, huh. And then that kind of clinched it. So then I started going through the ordination process and, and granted God probably would have gotten me another way if, if that hadn't happened. But that was, mm. that was a, uh, that was like, it wasn't the reason I did it, but it was the reason I started it when I did. Mm -hmm. I remember that conversation. I remember yeah. like, Talking about the purpose of ordination. And, yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was a good conversation. Yeah. I, uh, and I get to still meet with Scott <laughs> yeah. virtually. Yeah. And do those voice lessons. Which I got to get on that because I've <laughs> met for a while. True. I, need to, I haven't done anything ordination related in a little while. There's been, been a lot so busy. There's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. Um, so some people may know that uh, right around like May or June of last year, I almost died. Almost no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm just kidding. I could have almost died at any time if I didn't like turn around. You know? It was just a good lead in there. Could have been one of those prayers, Dan prayed. <laughs> Let him live. <laughs> yeah, more like God. Get him out of here. No way. I'm tired of this. Thunder rumbles in the distance. <laughs> so I applied. Uh, I felt very compelled to apply um, to graduate school, to business school, um, which was something I had not really been interested in for a long time. But for some reason, I, I just, uh, it's kind of a long story, but I took... MMM. MMM. That's correct. I, I took a, my, my years ago, my dad had written me a suggestion of a school that he thought I might like, and I had had it like 
you know, thumbtack to my wall for, for years. And I like finally took it down and like took a good look. <laughs> and, uh, and it turned out, Oh, like it does look like a really cool, cool program. Uh, the deadlines in like two weeks, uh, all of a sudden I got to like, just, you know, but because of COVID, it was like, they'd cut down the number of requirements and extended the deadline. And that's why there were two weeks left. And so over the course of two weeks, I just th- like just threw together an entire application and, and talking to Dan about it was a big part of it, sent it in, did my interviews. Um, did, uh, it was like a, a one, you know, an on-demand kind of video interview. And then I finished that and I had kind of talked to Dan about it throughout the, the process. I, um, and then as soon as I submitted it, I just, I had never in my life felt such like a crisis of faith because mm-hmm. I felt very compelled by God. It's like, you need to apply to this. Um, I felt like I was going to get in. Uh, but I felt even more like I needed to apply. And so as soon as I submitted it, it was just like, well, what happens if I don't get in? Mm. And what does it mean about all these things that I, you know, about the other things that I felt like God's told me, right? If I don't get in. And so I started talking to, to Dan about that. And I remember sitting on the ground on the curb uh, of the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot uh, for like a couple hours and, and um, just pouring my heart out to Dan about how I was afraid and, and, and afraid of like, you know, just the devil talking to me. And, and that was one of the first times that, you know, I really felt like the devil was speaking directly to me mm-hmm. of trying to, you know, pregame, uh, if I didn't get in. And, and I was, I told Dan, I was like, I feel like the devil knows I'm not getting in and he's trying to use it for something. And, and Dan was like, well, the devil doesn't know what's going to happen. And you were just like a, such a huge comfort to me during that time. Um, and then when I ended up not getting in, um, just trying to like take, well, and why do you think, you know, God asked you to do this and like, what can you learn from it and how can it, you know, affect you going forward? And, um, yeah, I don't know what that time, I think without you being there for me, it would have been a very lonely and painful mm-hmm. time. You, I, I always have, have related to you in terms of your uh, desire to help people, your love for people, how that spills over into people pleasing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I, I really have appreciated your, uh, your friendship. Um, right back at you for you guys, for Bill and Scott, I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want to open up <laughs> the floor in terms of, uh, either if you've got another story that you want to share, or if you want to go into like a, a question that you want to ask Dan. I have another story. Go for it. Um, so this goes back to the beginning-ish of 2020. I don't know if this may have been pre-COVID, mm. but I can't remember. Imagine that world. It's hard to remember <laughs> pre-COVID. <laughs> um, but so for all of you out there listening who don't already know this, this is relevant information. At the end of 2019... As at the end of most years, a new Call of Duty game came out. It was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And uh, and I got it, and Leah got it, because, yes, Leah plays, we play video games together. And Max got it, yeah. and we were playing this game. And Daniel Wright got it. And Daniel, Daniel Wright got, got it. it. We were all playing. Chris Bill, got it. Nancy. Um, we were all playing this game. <laughs> and then we found out that Dan had it, too. Because we'd only known Dan for, like, six, yeah. nine, you know, seven months. I don't remember exactly, but on, you know, less than a year. And so we found out that Dan had it too. We're like, oh, that's awesome. We should play with Dan. And uh, 
Because the cool thing about this game is that you could play it on multiple, you know, whether you're playing it on your computer or you got a PlayStation or you got an Xbox, they can all kind of play together, which is pretty cool and a newish thing. And so we're playing this game and it's me and Leah and Max, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, and we're waiting for Dan and... (laughs) And we don't really know when Dan's going to join us. I don't think we knew Dan's gamer tag, which nope. is like your your identification in the no. you know in the community. I don't know how we got we, connected. I don't even. <laughs> so we're waiting for Dan, and we're like, "Well, let's play." So we're playing a game. We're playing with this random guy named Ge Buttersnaps, <laughs> and which we thought was a funny name. It's adorable. And, uh, and we're like. We're kind of talking about him, um, but he's not talking back. We're talking to him, but he's not talking back. Uh, So we're like addressing him kind of, you know, because we don't know him and his name is Buttersnaps. And so, (laughs) and he can't talk to us and we're all, we all know each other. So we're just kind of joking around, waiting for Dan and playing with Buttersnaps. (laughs) And then we get to the end of the game and somehow, I don't know if it was through a text (laughs) or if it was like the the in-game chat. (laughs) The in-game chat. We found out that this this was Dan. (laughs) And to this day, I don't know how he got in our game. Maybe I had None of us knew who it was. We just played this whole game. I'm so glad we didn't say something mean to you, Dan. <laughs> it's me. I'm I've thought snaps. about that a lot. Um, but uh, My yeah, dream memory so of playing funny. with you guys with Max yelling, Dan! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. And just that first game of having no idea that it was Dan. Somehow he landed in our group. That was fun. Uh, that was fun. Uh. I'm having a hard time just coming up with individual stories. It's okay. I do remember day camp, though. Dan was a. I'm not sure who you were supposed to be. You had a cape. And you were in green. Oh, yeah. It was that white and uh, look like a cow. It was like a, <laughs> the right. Yeah, the. Where it was like that quest man. Yeah, quest the Riddler. Man. That yeah, was Pastor were, David's you're idea. Superhero. Okay. And yeah. so it was hot in that suit. It was like 90 degrees outside, and we were in a painter's suit. With like the hood up and like a bandana. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that the picture that's in the hallway? Yes. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Bill, why are all your stories 90 degrees? I don't know. <laughs> that's when his memory really kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be hot. <laughs> or he doesn't remember. No. Well, uh, let's ask questions. I want questions oh, either by his favorite things or wisdom that you want to hear. One of the two. I'll start with a favorite thing. Uh, Dan, how did you get into Shane and Shane, and why do you love them so Through my wife, actually. Okay. When we got married, she was like, this is a really cool band. And that was back in the days before MP3s and things with CDs. Yeah. And so it became a thing where I was like, oh, well, if it's like her birthday, they have like a new album release I can buy for her. And so we do that. And then I kind of started to listen to it, too, and started to like it, like them more and more. So I was like... That's kind of how it, it got started through Amber. Yeah. She's cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you, do you still give her a Shane and Shane oh, album yeah. for Christmas? So when the albums come out, I have usually buy the MP3 album on Amazon or something. Yeah. This isn't a question or a story. It's simply... <laughs> what is it? Dan has been able to navigate being the children's pastor hmm. with people who have strong feelings about day camp, and still hold their friendships. He was able to navigate being involved with Awana for years and years when he's a children's pastor, but the person running Awana is truly an expert at it. Donna Agar, her husband, was the Mm. president of Awana. Being able to watch that gives me a real appreciation for Dan Mm. because most children's directors find it very frustrating 
to work with people who are not letting go of the ministry because you're the children's pastor. This is my deal. I'm going to do it. And, and so they get frustrated and they don't really don't enjoy being here, mm. especially during the week of day camp. But, but Dan was able to do all of that. And one reason why is he really is an expert working with kids. He could see issues that most anybody else can't see and he could appreciate these people and the other th- reason why he's able to get along with him is that's his uh, superpower. <laughs> <laughs> As Questman. As Questman. Dan can get along with everybody. It's mm. very impressive. That and sweating. <laughs> in 90 degree weather. I think that's why a you lot, get along so well. A lot so more people, people can sweat than can get, al- than can get along with people <laughs> in circumstances. Mm. Thank you, Bill. Amen. I have a question for you, Dan. I was going to have a question for you guys. Well, it's Ooh. too slow. Okay. Chump. Should have emailed that to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh, Dan, you know, one of the recurring themes and topics on this show is what it means to hear God speaking to you. And you are a man, uh, you and, and Amber as a family, and mm. now the three of you have heard God speak a lot, right? Mm. Um, calling you geographically places, calling you ministerial places, and and even in your heart, you've talked before about how you were called to, you know, change your, um, you know, change your heart position towards a person, towards mm-hmm. a, a topic, or or whatever. Um, would you, you know, once again say like, what's your advice for how to hear what God is telling you to do, even when it, Sometimes it doesn't make any sense, or sometimes it's it's you know uh, doing the, the the thing that God wants, even when it burns or yeah. There's just two things that immediately pop to mind. The first one is just listening, mm-hmm. asking God, and then listening. And I haven't always been very good at that. I think that can be a hard one because I like I can be a worrier and just think over every scenario to death. Um, and honestly, I've been doing that even today <laughs> of what's coming of, well, what am I going to do this and that? And how am I going to mm. navigate this? But I think a lot of times God is just, and there's a place for that and not for necessarily for worrying, but for like working things out and being proactive to solve, and come up with solutions. And I'm not saying that isn't a part of life because God gave us a brain and common sense and trust us to be able to do that. But just making space to be quiet, I think is mm. important is to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Help me get out of the way and just show me what you want. Hmm. Um, whether that's on a daily basis or for big life decisions. Like I feel like so many times I can just get in my own way, hmm. um, trip my own self up, be my own worst critic or enemy. Um, but just sometimes God's just calling me to shut up and listen. <laughs> um, and then also just a piece of advice I'd have would be listen to the voices of wise counsel around you. Put Surround yourself with people who are mature in the, in the Lord and have a solid relationship with God and who have your best interests in mind mm-hmm. that you can bounce things off of and think, think God's telling me this. What do you think about that? And of course it can, you can run into the problem of just bouncing from person to person and looking for someone to agree with you, mm-hmm. but not, not for that end, but just kind of seeking consensus and confirmation of what God's speaking to you about through mm-hmm. people who, who have discernment. My question for you guys is: Please, will Josh Ramirez come on the be the next <laughs> podcast president or Ooh, co-president? co-president? 
I don't know. Sir, currently, being the podcast president seems like a bit of a curse. Jonah Langendorfer was the original podcast <laughs> president. He left. <laughs> and now Dan. Will it just be the three of you guys? Will you add another member? I think we'll probably add a fourth. All right. We're having tryouts right now. They're going okay. <laughs> We're doing some screen tests. <laughs> They've they've done well on the written portion, but the gymnastics element has really thrown them off. Oh, it's awful. Well, none of them. They all claim they can, you know, sword swallow and <laughs> juggle fire, but the resumes are just full of lies. It's just awful. Um, well, we'll be praying for the right person. <clears throat> Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pray for Dan and Amber and and Renata. Um, Bill, would you open and and I'll close? All right. Scott, you'll get yeah, in there. I'll be and... in the middle. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this privilege to pray. And we lift up our friends, Dan, Amber, Renata. We pray your very best upon them. Yes, that they have a safe trip to the Carolinas, but also once they're there, we know that there's going to be a time where they think, did we do the right thing? Are we where we're supposed to be? I pray your Holy Spirit really speaks clearly to them and says, yes, you are where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to do. But I also add... Lord, open a great door of opportunity. I'd love to see them in the ministry, and I believe you've called them to the ministry, and I know there's churches there. I pray you direct their path and that they land in the right place serving you and seeing real fruit that lasts for eternity. May they feel loved there, Mm -hmm. love from their family, yes, but love from people whose names they don't even know yet. Mm-hmm. that they would be accepted, they'd have friends that are really worthy of the name friend, that Renata adjusts very well and just keeps blossoming as a young girl. Mm-hmm. We know you love them, and we trust them into your best. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, I am. Um, Thank you for what you're doing in in Dan and Amber's lives, the the way, Lord, that you're speaking to them. Lord, I um, thank you that they have each other uh, to go through Mm -hmm. this, that they're not um, going through all these transitions and changes alone, but that they have um, that constant of being together in service to you. Uh, And Lord, I pray your blessing on this this next stage for them as... uh, we all are glad that you called them up here for the last few years um, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Lord, we've see, we have seen so much good come from that in our own lives and in our church and the Young Families Ministry. Lord, we know that this calling uh, that you've given to them into the next step uh, will yield just as much good. Um, God, I pray that they really would um, be able to serve Dan's family well, as we know that that's kind of at the heart of, of why they're going. They just feel this burden um, to help out and to care for for his family. And uh, I pray, Lord, that um, in this ministry, Lord, the ministry that they're going to have to his family, I pray um, that they would see great success and that the, their, the Dan's family would just be knit even more closely together and that you would be at the center of it being glorified and honored by the sacrifices being made and the love being shown. And Lord, we do pray for um, provision, um, uh, Lord, for a great job for Dan, a great place for them to be. Um, Lord, we don't know what that looks like. And uh, it seems that oftentimes when you give us uh, the biggest things to do, you also call us to 
some of the greatest degrees of trust that, that mm-hmm. we can exhibit. And that certainly is happening right now, Lord. So we praise you that you know where they're going to land. You know where they're going to end up doing and, and who they're going to end up serving. And we just pray, Lord, that you would uh, bring that to fruition uh, in your timing. And in the meantime, Lord, give them patience and peace. Mm-hmm. Comfort them, Lord, in their questioning and um, remind them how much you love them. Father, you know all things. And your love for us is not restricted by even our actions uh, or our our successes and our, our failures and our geographical location, God. Uh, as, uh, as the Marcellos travel, um, would you keep them safe? And Lord, this week, these next couple days, uh, would you show them over and over that you are present with them? Mm-hmm. Let them feel your presence and let them know uh, that you are guiding them, that you are uh, always one step ahead, uh, but that you mm. are always as well uh, right beside us uh, and beneath us, sustaining us and protecting us as well. Um, and as, uh, as Scott said, Lord, I pray for the people that uh, that they have not met yet, um, but that you know they will meet and you know uh, they will come to love. Um, Lord, I pray that everywhere they go, they would see the opportunity to be your witnesses. They would see the opportunities um, to testify to who you are uh, and to be your hands and feet in whatever large and small ways that comes across. Lord, uh, just let them continue to be your workers, mm-hmm. uh, serving you wherever they go, as they have here and as they have everywhere that they've been. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, guys. <sighs> Listeners. If you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions and would you rather's gymnastics videos so we can make sure that you're the right ones. (laughs) Your application to take Dan's chair uh, to podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org for our closing segment this week. It is time once again. For where yes. in the Bible is Carmen Sandiego? This is the blaze of glory. <laughs> this All right. is the blaze of glory. It's certainly a blaze. I have three <laughs> verses here, and you gentlemen will tell us their book, chapter, and Ooh. verse references. Today, we'll be giving Dan, Scott, and all the listeners at home the final chance to defeat the evil galactic empire that is Bill <laughs> Muffin <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> How can you have an evil galactic empire based on the Bible? <laughs> that's because you won like six times in a row. That's, that's what he Ask means. the Romans. The biblical galactic empire that is Bill Calvin. Ask the Romans. Uh, all right. Uh, everybody everybody, ready? ready. You got your... <clears throat> ready, ready. Is it like the message again? Uh, this is not from the message. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is from the new international version. Mm. Porque tanto amó Dios al mundo que dio a su hijo un ejemplo para que todo el que cree a cree en él no se pierda sino que tenga vida eterna. I'm pretty sure that's not from the New International it's Version. It's actually Unless you... from the Nueva Versión Internacional. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Bill. Mm. <laughs> if if I was reading it, I'd know what it says. I know, but, but listen, that's why I'm reading. Like, it. Oh, yeah, like, what is this? 
All right, I'll just say. Can you imagine if Bill still wins this? He still might. He still totally I, might. I, I know it's not this, but Romans 116. Uh, I'm going to go way out of limb and say that it's from the Bible. I like that. <laughs> Dan. Juan 316. Ah, John 316. John 316. Oh. So uh, Bill still gets a point because he said 16. Yep, yep. <laughs> he that's cannot the, be stopped. That's the kind of planet we're living on. <laughs> This one's a little longer, so I think it'll give you a better chance. Dichoso, el hombre que no sigue el consejo de los malvados, malvados, ni se detiene en la senda de los pecadores, ni cultiva la amistad de los blasfemos, sin que en la ley del Señor Medita. se deleta. Oh, yeah. Y día y noche medita en ella. That's beautiful. There's like a... That's, that's mm. the Bible. That is the Bible. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I wish the viewers could see Scott's eyes because he's just like peeking over the top of his pop You guys got to make this a video podcast. Just like looking, looking back and forth. Like... Mm. <laughs> The next step, video podcast. Uh, Scott, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to guess that it's in Genesis 1, but that's all I have. All right. And Bill? Oh, that's a good guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Genesis 3, right around verse 7. And Dan. El Salmo 1. Psalm 1. That's right. 1 to 6. 1 to 3. 3. Okay, so I heard uh, something about Noche at the very end, and the way that Max read it, I was like, "That could have been." And there was day, and there was that's night. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I only, I morning, only read, I only practiced reading these once, so my pronunciation is. is oh, it sucks! Is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's throwing us off here. If you just keep it true to the original Spanish, we know what they were. We can't understand you. <laughs> El final. <laughs> El Señor ten bendiga y te guarde. El Señor te mire con agrado y te extienda su amor. El Señor te muestre su favor y te conceda la paz. That's beautiful. It is. A church I used to go to, they would sing that at oh. the end of every service. Oh. Yeah. And that is oh, our prayer gosh. for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mine for you guys as well. Hmm. I don't think I got the book right, but I didn't. I don't think I got the chapter. I don't know. Right. I didn't know this one. I, did, I had to look it up. Scott? Um, I think I know what this passage is, but I'm not 100% sure about the reference. I said Numbers 427. Uh, Bill? I put Numbers 6, 9 to 11. And Dan. I put numbers 13, 26 to 27. It is uh, numbers 6, 24 to 27. So everybody gets two points, which means that Dan won away from the perfect game to close it out. Uh, But he is our winner with uh, eight points, Scott with three points, Bill with three points, I think it was a little bit unfairly skewed in my favor. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get your jelly beans. <laughs> what? 
Super what if Dan hadn't won? Nice. I would just keep going until he did. <laughs> Four pounds? Four pounds of jelly oh, my beans. my word. Wow. It's only got 110 calories. <laughs> Perfect. I'll just eat the whole thing for dinner. <laughs> You're going to need more than that. With those ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, just pour some lukewarm <laughs> water on the jelly beans. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. Thank you. Wow. That is all the time that we have this week. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, thank gentlemen. You, Max. Oh. And Max. I'm sorry. Dan. <laughs> Carried wing. Thank you, everybody. Dan, take us home. You've been listening to the Bloomingdale Church podcast brought to you from Bloomingdale Church. 264 <laughs> Glen Ellen Road, Bloomingdale, Illinois. <laughs> The heart of the nation. Yeah! Take right. a little carried away there. I think that's so excited for Cowdle. <laughs> oh, man, that was special. Thank you, guys.
What about that Egyptian restaurant? Do you still go there? That closed. That closed. Oh, it's sadly. now something else, though. It is. I it's think. like a Mexican place. Or yeah, something. I think so. Okay. They were cool. It was run by Christians, Coptic Christians, I think, from Egypt. Ooh. That's awesome. And that was good food. I'm sorry they closed. Yeah. <sighs> I remember going there with a guy who was a, that, at that time an international worker with the Alliance that someone was like, yeah, he's going to be in town. He can stay with you. Like, okay. <laughs> and then we took him to WoW, and then he ordered the most expensive stuff off the menu. Like, <laughs> like oh, I'll get this, like, fruity drink. I'll get this giant platter. And like, <laughs> Man. I'm paying. <laughs> Thanks for looking me after him, Dan. Funny story from Mexico. I invited all the pastors. It was like four Mexican pastors. Invited them out. Like, let's go to Chili's. Because it was like rib day. Mm. Chili's. Okay. Like, like, oh, yeah. Because they had like the Mexican ribs and they had the imported ones from the U.S. Oh. They, no joke. Because I said, my treat today. <laughs> they all ordered from, the, like, it was like, such an expensive bill. <laughs> they all went crazy and ordered like the most expensive ribs. From the U.S. <laughs> like, oh, I'll take the imported ones. I'll take it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'll have what he said. Because I said, I'm paying. <laughs> yep, that's why. Yep. Those are the magic words. <laughs> so I'm yeah, say, really careful. Say that at the end. <laughs> I know, right? You could take the bill. Yeah, I learned my lesson. <laughs> but you had to be really careful. You couldn't tell someone in Spanish, like, I want to invite you to something, because that just meant you're paying. Oh. You had to, like, indirectly be like, do you want to go to the movies? Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. You want to be like, I'm, I want to invite you to go to the movies with me means I'm paying for your movie ticket. Oh. So you have to be kind of uh. get a little careful. Yeah. Yeah. You get yourself into trouble. <clears throat> Pay for like 50 If people. I went to the movies, would I also find you there? <laughs> exactly. At the movies? <laughs> You'd be like, do you want to go to the movies? Like, quieres ir al cine? You want to go to the movies? All right. But if you're like, I, I invite you to go to the movies with me. Like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Right now. I'll go. <laughs> She's a real asset in Alpha. Mm. Yeah, even when it was heavy COVID and they're coming to my house and Demita's got to do she their does. temperature. She did it in such a way that everybody's like, yeah, I want my temperature taken. <laughs> I want to do it again. Yeah. And again. I have COVID. That was with a rectal thermometer, Max. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... <laughs> That says Be ice. my guess. I sincerely hope not. <laughs> That'll go in the podcast. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>